Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now from the vault. To the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Let's go! Let's go! A big show today. We've got the guys back, Mike Espy and Shea Hodge, as we'll get ready for kickoff between Ole Miss and Alabama coming up on Saturday at 2.30. Some great analysis by Mike and Shea about both when they played and what they've seen over the last couple of weeks with the Rebels on the road at LSU and, of course, on the road once again at Texas A&M. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a big week. and it, A lot of things are on the table. We've talked about them in, in the previous show about – what's on the table with, what LSU needs to do for Ole Miss to get in as the Rebels do not control their own destiny. But what they can do is continue to win and let the chips fall where they may. And we're so excited to have Mike and Shay on back again. Also advise you to check out Believe on YouTube as this is a video podcast as well. As Mike, Shay, and I uh, use this as a video format, just go to youtube.com slash believe. B-L-E-A-V Sports. All of the podcasts, all of the shows are there for you to see. So excited about the growth from the video aspect of what we're being able to do here on the Believe in Ole Miss Network. So Mike and Shay coming up here in just a moment. A reminder, a hard, hard sellout for Saturday. We'll get to what you'll need to be looking forward to later on in the week. We've got Drew DeArmond of Tider Insider and ESPN Radio coming up to preview the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, just in a couple of days. And we'll break down what you'll need to be uh, be looking for. We had a chance to visit with some administrators inside the offices there at Ole Miss and get you uh, all the information that you'll need uh, as we count down to kickoff. It's what the good folks of the Ole Miss Network like to say. Well, we're getting you ready for kickoff here as well. Traffic's going to be a beast. Leave early. That's the biggest thing that everyone is telling me. Leave early and bring a coat. The high on Saturday, 50 degrees. Welcome to college football in Mississippi. I can't wait. It's almost in Alabama. We've got you ready right here on the Believe It Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. Shea Hodge and Mike Espy coming up here in just a moment. I want to thank our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. 
Head on over to Bet Online today. Use your mobile device and join and make your very first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your very first bet. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks everybody for jumping on. We're so excited about what we're being able to do here on the network. We look forward to talking with you very, very soon here in the second half of the show with Mike Espy and Shea Hodge right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V, 50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online, where the game starts. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the GroveCollective.com. Join our team. Become a member today. Third and six. Wide open down the far side. Shea Hodge will go the distance. Touchdown Ole Miss. There are no flags. 85 huge yards. Manning from the shotgun. Right over the middle, has it complete at the 10, at the 5, touchdown Manchester. Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Believe in Ole Miss podcast slash show. As tonight, we have once again Shea Hodge along with Mike Espy, our two former Ole Miss greats. And we're so excited to have you along for the ride tonight. As, of course, we come to you tonight, uh, sponsored, of course, by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Bet Online, where the game starts, use that promo code Believe, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your very first deposit, bet online where the game starts. Mike Shea, the Rebels come in against Alabama on Saturday. Uh, arguably one of the biggest games at Ole Miss history upcoming with the Crimson Tide. Maybe the shine is off a little bit after the loss to LSU. But let's talk about the Rebels just for a moment. Before we do, welcome into the show tonight. Hey, Thanks man. For Thanks for having us, bro. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it, this is an exciting time to say the least. If you if you look at this Ole Miss team, eight and one, four and one in the SEC, 
All the prognosticators are talking about how Ole Miss hasn't played anybody. Obviously, that could be debated uh, for another day. By the end of the game on Saturday, I think we'll all say that Ole Miss has, quote-unquote, played somebody. Agree. <laughs> Definitely agree. Yeah, man, you know, like um, like you said, the prognosticators are, are really not high on Ole Miss right now, even with the one loss. You know, it, But at the end of the day, they've gone out. They've gone out on the road. They've won. They, they played at home. They've won with the exception of um, LSU. And as we all can see, LSU is on the incline with their with their with their play. So we're looking for some respect this weekend. And Shay, coming Shay, coming to you just for a second. After that win over AM, you know, AM obviously struggled a lot under Jimbo Fisher, but the way that Quinshawn Jenkins and the Rebels are able to run the football. That said a lot about this team, specifically down the, down the last couple of games. Yeah, it just showed us what our identity really is. Um, <clears throat> we're more of a run-based team. You know, some teams have to find their identity throughout the season. And I think um, gauging from last year, you know, it was more of a passing team. I think the year before is more of a passing team. But by the numbers, honestly, he runs the ball a lot. He's always done it and done it by committee. And um AM game just showed us what we missed against LSU, you know, having that, that dominant run game and being able to control it on the ground and having more than one person doing it. So um AM just showed us who we really are. And then we just mixing the pass in as we go forward, you know, to make us more uh, complete, 50 50, more closer to 50 50, and making us harder to stop. Yeah, this running rushing attack's been really good. And Mike, looking at Quinshawn Juckins, you know, a freshman coming in. 1,064 yards already, 13 touchdowns, averaging over 100 yards a game at 115.1. Obviously, I don't know that anyone other than maybe Lane Kiffin expected a freshman to come in and have this big of an impact on a season, but Judkins has been a lot of fun to watch. Man, it's an, it's incredible what he's been doing. Uh, you know, he's kind of – he's been showing <laughs> showing us who he is ever since game one. Um, you know, I think that that they split carries more that first game. They had uh, number 24 um, splitting the carries with him and Zach Evans. But he's a special – he's a special athlete. No wonder why Lane Kiffin was sitting out at that Alabama game. You know, there's that infamous picture of him sitting out there alone uh, – in Alabama watching him play, he he identified that talent and he brought him in and no, nobody could take it, take that away from him. And hey, Shay, uh, yeah, go ahead, Shay. I'd love your thoughts on Judkins. He's been uh he's been absolutely phenomenal this year for the Rebels. Yeah, you know, I've got a first class view of him because I coach at Jackson Academy and my um head coach is from Alabama. They had to play against him. And so I got to hearing about him before the season even started and was saying how good he was. And I remember that infamous picture Mike is speaking of <clears throat> of, of um Lane Kiffin in um in Alabama in the cold, you know, you can see the the smoke coming from his mouth. It's so cold out there to watch him. And um, you know, just going back and watching his high school film and seeing what Lane Kiffin actually see, you know, I couldn't even see it on film. I knew he was good, but I never would have thought he would have been as special as he has been so far. You know, watching the, the early games, I told other people, you know, there's not fans of Ole Miss. I was like, man. Jucking especially is nothing against Evans. Like Evans is really, really good, but it's just the fact of how young he is. Like freshmen don't come in built like that. They don't have the vision like that to run through tackles the way he can and just find holes. He get those down greedy yards, man, and then he could take it the distance. Like it's magnificent what I'm seeing. I don't know what what we are eight one nine one. Like I remember Dexter doing it in like six games had a thousand yards, but like this is right up there on the scale of what Dexter did. And I call Dexter me personally, call him the best player to ever played Ole Miss in my eyes. You know, and that was. He's right there with him with some of the things that he's doing right now. 
Mike, the the running back you're referring to is Ulysses Bentley, and yes. he's he's someone that has been injured this year. But I had a conversation just earlier tonight, actually, and we were talking about the running back room at Ole Miss, leaving the Sugar Bowl. When you lose Matt Corral, you lose Snoop Connor, you lose Jerrion Ely, you lose uh, Henry Paris Jr. All of a sudden, and, and of course, Matt Corral, the quarterback, all of those runners are gone. Where does this team go? And what did Lane Kiffin do? He hit the portal. He hit it really hard. No, yeah. I had no idea that Ole Miss would be this good running the football. Obviously, Ulysses Bentley has been a, a big, big uh, starting point and has done really well. But Zach Evans uh, has been injured a lot this year, already has 692 yards, uh, really injury prone. But how about Jackson Dart, the running quarterback over the last couple of games, 539 yards on the ground, averaging 52 yards a game. This rushing attack, uh, we knew would be pretty good. And this was with an offensive line, gentlemen, that has not played incredibly well over the last couple of games. They've really turned it on. And, uh, you know, I'm really interested to see what happens on Saturday. Look, man, you know, it's 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 funny, right? Lane Kiffin obviously has a method to his madness. I think going into the season, there obviously was a great um, back and forth on who's going to be the starting quarterback, whether it was Luke or whether it was Jackson. Um, but I think one thing we should all appreciate is, um, Lane Kiffin's ability to identify talent, identify um, the types of players that he wants in the offense that he's running. And if you really look at it, Jackson Dart is is is, is Matt Corral-ish. You know, mm -hmm. he's a, to, to me, he's a younger Matt Corral. Um, and that's exactly how he's using them. He's, he's having design quarterback runs with them. And when the play breaks down, nobody's open. Jackson Dart's able to go up and get those yards. One thing that I would like to see, um, obviously, and I know we're going to get into it, but I feel like this Alabama game is a game where, listen, they're 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 going they're going to stop they're going to try to stop the run. So I think Jackson Dart is really going to have to step up. Those receivers are really going to have to step up, and they have to put a complete game together. This is not the Alabama of 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 traditional that we all think of with Nick Saban, but at the same time, this is a good Alabama team. They are young. They've got Bryce Young at the quarterback position at the helm, but they have to put a complete game together in order to win this one. You know, Shay, this is going to be a, a, a raucous environment. It's 2.30 CBS. I expect, you know, obviously it's been announced to sell out crowd. Alex Collins, who handles uh, a lot of the recruiting for Ole Miss, put out on social media that all of the recruit tickets are sold out as well. So this is going to be a game that's going to be chock full of Ole Miss uh, Ole Miss. Uh, fans, it's going to be, you know, recruits all over the place. And it's a great opportunity for Ole Miss to show its brand. We saw it earlier in the year against Kentucky. We'll see it against Alabama. You made a good point last week, and, and I think it's something we need to talk about for a moment. Ole Miss has not historically had that home field advantage. Now, I do expect them to show up. I expect a raucous environment. But do you expect to see that type of LSU-ish, Auburn, Alabama-type atmosphere on Saturday? <clears throat> I would say I'm praying for it. You know, um, Lane kind of told the fans um, when we had, I think, SEC Network was there or whatever, um, I think before Kentucky game, and he said something about the fans, and I called him the golden boy. He said it in a way that, like, he kind of knocked the fans, but he also encouraged the fans, like, prove me wrong. You know, and that's, I think that's where I'm at with it also, because they can be loud. Like, at certain times, it, it, I mean, in big games, man, they are, they are very, very loud. It's can we keep it going and always be that way instead of just you know, a little clap here, a little clap there, yelling and screaming and being real diehard fans. I always say, like, as a coach, because I'm a coach, 
always see the game different from a fan. I want the fans to be fans. Forget trying to analyze what's going on and what we should do and not do. Man, just cheer. Just be all in for the team. And when it go bad, cheer. When it goes good, go crazy. You know, like that's what that's what I want to see. And I know being a coach, that's what you want to see, you know, um, your fans being totally behind you and like, you know, just all ten toes down for your team and and let the um, chips fall where they may, you know, as they, as the game go on. And, Mike, uh, is this going to be a shake-the-bus type game? I'll never forget the story you told about going down to Baton Rouge and the LSU fans were shaking the bus. Is this going to be a shake-the-bus type game for Ole Miss? It needs to be. Listen, this is Alabama. Listen, Ole Miss does not control their own destiny. We need to – and I know we're going to discuss this, but LSU needs to lose one. But in order for us to even have a have a chance with anything, we have to go out and handle our business. So from a fan perspective, like like Shay said, man, you got you got to come out and and literally be a fan, right? You got to go and be so loud. You have to be an element in the game. Like I think that's that is something that eh, you know it's kind of hit or miss. Some games the fans are an element, some games not. But and also too from a recruiting perspective. When you have recruits in that environment, in that element, the fans are going crazy. That kind of that that raises the the experience, right? And they, if that raises the ex- experience, what do you think it does to those players on the field? It's the same thing, you know. We are on that field. There is, t- to me, at least from my experience, there's like a level of silence, so to speak, right? Like when you're playing, you're in the game, but when those plays are over, man, you hear. Them. Right. And it gets you up. It gets you excited. The fans got to bring it, period, for this game. I know you guys have heard and seen all the numbers about the history with Alabama. I could go over the statistics about the series record with Alabama leading 56 to 10 to 2. I mean, it's it's definitely in the Crimson Tide's favor. One thing I did want to point out over the last 10 years, five times Alabama's played a regular season game following a loss. They're 5 and 0. Alabama has lost back to back games since 2013. They haven't dropped back-to-back regular season games since Nick Saban's first year. Obviously, those numbers fall in line with Alabama really rallying after a loss. What's Ole Miss going to have to do, in your opinion, getting an Alabama team? Let's be honest. I don't know if if their give-a-darn button has been pushed. Uh, their season, for all intents and purposes, for a, for a college football playoff is over. But it is Nick Saban. It's obviously a program that's very rich in tradition. What do you do? What do you prepare for if you're Lane Kiffin in this team for a team coming off a loss down to Baton Rouge? <clears throat> control what you control, man. It's like he teach the team. Um, most definitely Saban's going to come in. You know, the team's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. He, I know he's told the team everything is they're still in their grasp, you know, they always find a way to sneak themselves back in normally year in and year out, you know, being in the college playoff um, at the end. So I know he's told that to them, and I know they got a lot to play for, and then they're going to play mad because they just lost. Um, <clears throat> just ultimately, man, we just got to ride the highs and the lows. You know, when you get a low, just keep on fighting, man. You know, you can't let the game get to you. You know, you're going to take some punches just like they watched those other games. I'm sure our team watched the um, watched Alabama LSU play. I'm not going to lie. As I said on this show last week, I didn't think LSU had a chance. But as we see, they believe they believed in what they was doing, and they went out there and took care of the game plan. Man, that's all you can do. You know, the fans are gonna, <clears throat> the atmosphere is gonna play a part in it. But you got to be even killed as a player. Like you get up with them, but you can't get down when you make a bad play. 
you know, and just stay in the course, man. Control you control. If you do your controllables, most of the time, if everybody on the team can do that, then it's most most of the time it's gonna um come out a win. Mike, same question to you. I mean, they're getting a really irritated Alabama team coming in on Saturday. Reb's gotta be ready. Look, we all we all everybody on this on this podcast understands Alabama's gonna come, they're gonna be ready, right? Nick Saban has that team ready. I don't know that statistic that you put up about them uh, not losing back to back, but we all know that. That's part of the reason why I was really, I was rooting for them to beat LSU, right? Because I, I didn't, <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to catch a, a Alabama team after a loss, right? But at the same time, we are a good team, so I think for me, we've got to come in and, and we've got to have splash plays. Okay, when, when I say splash plays. Uh, we gotta we have to have that passing game be reinvigorated as well as the running game. We need those splash plays. We need to play in front of the sticks, and we got to keep that Alabama offense and Bryce Young off the field, right? Um, and we got to protect the ball. Period. Win the turnover battle because, in my opinion, well, the analytics have said when if Alabama gets a turnover and they score, like that can be demoralizing <coughs> for, for for an opposing team. At the same time, if things like that happen, like Chase said, you, you, you can't get up, you can't get down. You got to stay even kill. You got to be able to channel that and fight through adversity, and you got to go play a game. One, actually, two positions that have jumped out to me, and, and I had a chance to visit with someone about this earlier. I think two positions that are key for me to see if Ole Miss can solidify running the football is going to be the tackle positions in Micah Pettis and Jane Williams, both those positions, ironically, both freshmen, we saw them get, well, I don't know what you want to call it, beat pretty bad down in Baton Rouge. Obviously, I'm sure uh, there's been some alterations. I'm sure they practiced and looked at game tape and all that good stuff. That's a position I think it's, that Ole Miss is going to have to get short up pretty quick with the Crimson Tide coming in. I thought they both played pretty well down in College Station. Ole Miss was able to open some pretty good running routes. So you would think that uh, Jake Thorne had, had, had done some things that's the offensive line coach. So any positions that you guys are going to be looking at that are going to have to be successful in order for Ole Miss to get the win on Saturday? Without a doubt, the offensive line, you know. Um, I think as a fan, you know, not being able, not breaking it down completely, like I would say if Jackson Academy was playing, I would break down what's making us not be able to run the ball or what's making us not be able to throw the ball efficiency, efficiently. Um, <clears throat> so offensive lines want to get overlooked a lot of times other than if you can just see somebody completely miss with a block. But me, for me, other than the offensive line, <clears throat> the quarterback and the receiver play, like being uh, like actually – and also Lane Kiffin, like being in his bag is what I call it, like being a, a step ahead of the play call, you know, putting them in great positions. I know they have the talent, but also the element of surprise is a big thing too, like having a variation off saying you run this play every 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 game every every on this down you always run it man have something in your bag that's going to trick them and, and get a big play out of it we're going to have to we're going to have to get a lot of big players i believe to beat this team even though i don't think alabama is that explosive on offense other than the two running backs i don't see a lot of explosiveness from the pass game so i think <clears throat> us being able to jump on them early and them not being able to have the firepower other than like Bryce Young is really good but like none of, none of those receivers have set themselves apart to the point of you got to be like, man, they can strike us at any moment. Other than them getting a run play, they strikes us. Um, they can strike us fast. So I think big plays. Our quarterback and our and our, our receivers have to come out this game and like 
find a way to come up with some huge plays. And I know we got it in our arsenal. I know we have it with talent-wise, just being able to call it the right time and, and being able to hit that play when it, and because you're only probably going to get one chance at it. Trying to come back to it or something, it's probably not going to happen. So basically, Lane Kiffin, mine, and what, and what he's thinking in this game plan, and the receivers and the, the quarterback and the receivers playing up the par to, to generate those big plays we're going to need to beat a team like Alabama. Mike, any particular, yeah, any particular position you're looking at? Listen, I I agree 100 with everything Shay said. There's one thing I will add to that, and that is our our defensive coordinator, the defensive strategy, and containing and containing Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. Listen, we know Bryce Young is special in the pocket. We, but he's especially special when he creates more time and he gets out of the pocket. That is what allows from what I've seen, a lot of those receivers to make those big plays, right? When, when Bryce Young gets out, escapes the pocket, receivers get go upfield or, or do whatever, and Bryce Young hits them on a strike. We've got to eliminate that because um, our coverage, <laughs> we, we can have great coverage, but if he starts to do that and hits those big splash plays, again, that could be another demoralizing thing. So I say the ability to contain Bryce Young. Yeah, you I know, got another one. Hang yeah, on, ahead, hang on, ahead, my bad, my bad. No, the key to this game, let me stop being so offensive. The key to this game, will we be able to stop their down her run game? I know they're going to come with two tight ends. Uh, spread. They're going to spread, play spread, shotgun at least. Two tight ends and running it down our throat like uh, LSU did. That's the same thing they did last year and gave people the formula of how to slow us down as far as like getting the ball on offense. So I guess you would say the whole defense. I would say the D line or the secondary, but we play that you know that that three safety look. So I don't know who how we're going to play this, but I know they're going to come out there with a two tight end set and try to run it down here, running duo and dive type plays at us. And can we limit the yards on first and second down to make them a passing team? So I think the biggest key D is what is our defense going to do? Mm-hmm. Are they going to slow that 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 run game down because they're going yeah. to come with a power run game? Jameer Gibbs. Transfer out of Georgia Tech is a great running back, and to me, is has oh, been yeah. incredibly special. He uh, he's been tough to handle. 20, 2.0. Yeah, he is nice. He's nice. He's nice. Yeah, he's going to be in the league. And I, I think one thing, gentlemen, that, that you know, is Cedric Johnson going to be able to go? The the right defensive end for Ole Miss has been dealing with a with a right ankle injury, and you know, Mike, you you nailed it for me. It, if Bryce Young is allowed to get outside the pocket and get some separation from the defensive backs from those wide receivers. That's going to play difficult for Ole Miss. Is he going to run? Does Ole Miss decide to put a spy on him? That's something Chris Partridge, defensive coordinator, is going to have to decide to do because if he gets outside of the pocket and Ole Miss cannot contain Young, he is a threat with his legs. Another thing is how healthy is Bryce Young? We saw him a little bit, you know, questionable against LSU. So, so many questions coming into this game. But I think defensively for Ole Miss is, you know, we saw what Jaden Daniels did to the Ole Miss defense specifically in the second half, they didn't put pressure on him. They only rushed four, and Ole Miss couldn't get through, and he just tore Ole Miss's defense apart. Uh, What's going to happen on Saturday? Are they going to sit back and allow Bryce Young to to cook, or are they going to come after him? We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, Those are positions I thought were interesting. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that to see what – what might have to happen if the rebels get the ball first uh, i think the key and we'll talk about real quick our three keys to victory for Ole miss uh real quick for mine get the ball score first and, and try to, to to keep alabama's offense off the field as much as you can to control that time of possession so scoring as quickly as possible 
getting the time of possession. And number three, it's a big ask, is try to control Gibbs as much as you can and do your best and try to control that Alabama rushing attack. I don't know if Ole Miss can do it, but if they get those three keys, I think Ole Miss has a great chance of winning this game. Mike, what do you to think? Follow that. To follow that, I you know I said it earlier. Protect the ball, right? Don't don't give Alabama something easy. Don't 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 give them an easy interception. Don't give them an easy fumble where they can come over and and change the whole game around and put up six when when that doesn't need to happen. So protect the ball. Adjustments, right? And and we all know that Alabama is a great team at adjustments. Especially throughout the game, and then after coming out of halftime, and we are—I think that our best game in the second half was a And M, right? I, if you really look at—I don't know what the statistics say, but I would say beyond that, we really hadn't come out in the second half. No, and just a been point. a dominant team all year. That's a good point. Mike. Uh, so I would say that, and and play in front of the sticks, and and win the third down ratio. And that, we do that, that's a formula of keeping Bryce Young and the Alabama offense off the field. Shay, your three keys for an Ole Miss win on Saturday? I think number one is um, getting ahead early, like you said, that's number one. I don't think we can control the um, time of possession, even though we run the ball. We play so fast. You know, so I think more realistically is getting ahead early, you know, making them, trying to make them one-dimensional. And if you're going to run it, look, we're going to you're going to not have a you you won't have a lot of time on the clock, you know, as the game keeps going on and getting closer to the end. Uh, number two, um, I honestly I do it both ways: stop the run and being able to run it. You know, yeah. can we stop their run early on to make them passers? And can we run it? Can we control the game on the on the ground? You know, and then number three, <clears throat> can we make big plays? Making yeah. huge plays yeah. is, is, is going to be – offense and defense. Craven turnover and how many big explosive plays can we make? I think this team, uh, watching Alabama pretty closely, I think they're set up for um, better type of team that will give up big plays. Like, um, I feel like Josh Heupel and um, Lane Kiffin have some of the same uh, coaching tree as far as, like, the um, Baylor-type offense and stuff, and I think that bothers – what Alabama does on defense and how Tennessee was able to get some big plays. So I think he would piggyback off of what he's seen against them and try to use that against them. Um, and and figuring out a way to get big plays, I think we can do it. Um, and if we can make that happen, I think those are the three keys to defense. I mean, three keys to big. Yeah. And you know what kind of piggybacking off what you and Mike said a little bit earlier, if Alabama does, in fact, stifle this rushing attack from Ole Miss, it's going to put a lot of pressure on quarterback Jackson Dart. If that's the case, then that secondary, uh, Ole Miss is going to have to get some get some separation from that defensive backfield from Alabama, and that's going to put more pressure on Jackson Dart. The receivers are going to have to step up. So interesting. We got a few minutes left, so uh, appreciate you guys jumping on and talking about some keys to victory. Before we let you go, our Rebel Rewind segment today, brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Mike, want to come to you first. Want to get your number one highlight from when you played the Crimson Tide back when you wore the red and blue for the Ole Miss Rebels. All right. Uh, I would say sophomore year, 2003, uh, we beat Alabama 43 to 28. Um, it was a before we started getting up big, it was a we got a turnover and it was a pivotal point in the game. Excuse me, we didn't get a turnover. We stopped them and they punted the ball. They punted the ball to us and I housed it. I went up, went up around the right sideline, and but they said I stepped out of bounds at like the 15. 
But needless to say, that was a big critical moment in the game, and that propelled us, and our momentum just was rolling, man. And, and we beat them 43-28. to 28. Momentum, always a big key. And I remember that game very, very well. You guys played really well that day and beat the Alabama Crimson Tide. Shay, coming to you, what's uh, a game and maybe a couple of plays that you remember in your days as a Rebel against the Alabama Crimson Tide? <clears throat> I give two since one of them didn't count. <laughs> that everybody remember in 2007, mm-hmm. uh, making the big play at the end of the game with probably like less than 10 seconds ago. You know, they said I stepped out of bounds um, after coming in. I think I pushed out of bounds, you know, and uh, coming back in, making the grab and thinking that was my first big time play that I, that I made in college only for it to get overturned, you know, and just knowing how I felt and how the team felt and how the fans felt, you know, that was, that was, that was a memory I think Ole Miss will never forget. And going the other way with it, um, <clears throat> my junior year, I just liked the touchdown that I had against Javier Arena just because he was a big time competitor. That was a big time team. I think they was ranked in the top 10 at that time. May was one number one. They beat us by four. And I just remember having a touchdown early in the game, a back shoulder fade, a real tight coverage, you know, me, and be, me being able to separate from him, catching. And it was actually, I think it was on my birthday. And I remember saying something to him, like, <laughs> I like to talk noise when I play. People just don't know that. But I was, like, secretive with it. So I, once I caught it, you know, I said it to his ear. I was like, yeah, you can't hold me. You can see it if you really pay attention. But, <laughs> but if you wasn't, you wouldn't have seen it. So um, that was one of the biggest plays. I mean, one of the big plays I like against Alabama. And um, we played them close, lost at the end. I think like with a minute to go, lost about lost 24 to 20. And, Jay, let me speak for all of the hundreds of thousands of Ole Miss fans across the country. That was a terrible call back in 07. And I've got a red shoe that got thrown on the field to prove it, that everybody disagreed with that call. Uh, right. You know, going back to that day, I'll never forget watching that. And uh, take us through that play, if you would, just for a moment. Uh, you were pushed out of bounds, but the official said that you went out of bounds on your own. Kind of walk us through that play. <clears throat> um, You know, lined up on the left side, you know, going towards – I don't know my east and west, north and south, sorry about that, but like going towards um the, the, um, the home – You were going towards room. the south end zone. There you go, the south south end zone. Um, <clears throat> I didn't even realize during the play that I got pushed out. You know, one thing I knew was I ran, you know, I got about 15, 20 yards down the field. It was like fourth and 20-something, I think, maybe 30-something. And I just remember looking back and seeing that the ball was inside. And the only thing I thought in my head, man, get to this ball, man. However the way – any type of way I get this ball, just get to this ball. And I was able to shit him off, put myself in front of him. He actually caught it first. So I felt like it was – it should have been – um. It should have went our way two times. One, he pushed me out of bounds, shielded me out of bounds. Then the second part is he caught the ball first, and I was able to almost simultaneously catch it. And then as we rolled up, I just snatched it from him and got up, and I was like, man, how did I do this? But thank you, God. And I stood up like, man, here you go. We finna win this game. But then, you know, when it took so long on that replay, I was like, yeah. I know this was about to get overturned because it wouldn't take that long if they wasn't going to overturn it. So that was a, a great uh, – I mean, a, a, a quick – High enough, a fast low, you know, right then and there, man. So something I'll never forget. It was a heck of a play and one that we'll always remember and we will always say that it was a touchdown pass no matter what anybody has to say. I don't care what any official has to say. He's Mike (laughs) Espy. He's Shea Hodge, two former Ole Miss greats, and uh, we appreciate him being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. And what I like to say is the Mike and Shea show right here on the Believe and Ole Miss podcast and the Believe Network. Gentlemen, thanks a lot. Look forward to talking with you after the game next week. It's Ole Miss in Alabama, 2.30 on CBS Sports. It's a big one in Oxford, and we look forward to recapping it with you next week.
Howdy, Toddy. Howdy, Toddy. And that was Shea Hodge and Mike Espy breaking everything down for you. Boy, they do a great job. And uh, we appreciate you being part of the Believe in a Miss podcast right here on the Believe Network, the Mike and Shea Show. Man, those guys are great. Great Rebels, but great analysis about not only what's going on right now with this team, but what they can expect over the next couple of weeks. And I really enjoy going back in time and get back in the time machine and going back to some of those great games of the past. And, boy, those two had a number of big games as Rebels. I want to thank our friends over at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. You can be sure and find reviews and news for every league, including the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the online resource for your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Use that promo code today. Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus. You can make your very first sports bet right now on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Remember, this is a video element as well. Just go to YouTube.com slash Believe Sports. There you'll find our, our show, along with a number of the shows, both in the NFL, NBA, college. Everything is there on the Believe Network, and we hope you enjoy that uh, video platform as well. As always, you can always download the show on all of your downloadable podcast platforms. Believe does a great job there at Apple, iTunes, there at Google Play, there at Spotify, and I know you guys already know that. Thanks, everybody, again for telling a friend. The podcast has grown beyond measure, and we could not do this without your help. Thankful for the opportunity to work with the good folks who believe and former players like Mike Espy and Shea Hodge. It's been a labor of love, to say the least. Look forward to talking with you next week. A reminder, Drew DeArmond of ESPN Radio coming up over the next couple of days as we'll break down the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's Ole Miss and Alabama, 2.30 on CBS from Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. It's going to be a big one. We'll recap it next week right here on the Believe at Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.